Hello, my Rebels. Today, I tell you about a very strange Twitter flame war I was in yesterday. I dared to suggest a TV doctor who's always calling for harsher lockdowns. Uh, I dared to suggest that um, Citizen Journalists film him breaking the lockdown and send me the video. Oh, my gosh, did that unleash a waterfall of rage, if there's such a waterfall. I'll take you through it, show you the tweets in question, and compare it to other bounties for video of bad behavior that we have issued probably a dozen over the last year, I'll remind you of some of the highlights, including when we sent a drone over John Tory's house in Florida. That was a good one. Uh, so that's today's podcast. I'd like to invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's the video version of the podcast. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe, eight bucks a month. It gives you great videos every day, including mine, and on a weekly basis, Andrew Chapados, Sheila Gunn-Reed, and David Menzies, but also it's how we stay strong. It's how we stay independent without taking a dime of that Trudeau money. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, should journalists check if TV doctors actually follow their own strict lockdown advice, or should they be exempt from public scrutiny? It's December 22nd, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say is government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. Here at Rebel News, we do journalism in the public interest. What I mean by that is that there is a democratic reason behind the stories that we cover. We don't talk about private matters. We don't talk about private people unless they enter the public realm. And usually it's the form of a private person who needs help against the public system and they want to tell us their story. That's an example. But if there's no public element to it, we just don't cover it. It makes sense. That's sort of instinctive, I think, for most viewers, I think. Most people are private people, including most doctors. By that, I mean they have a doctor-patient relationship, and it's really none of anyone's business, certainly not any politician's business. But unfortunately, that private sphere has been punctured, invaded, and sometimes even destroyed by politicians and bureaucrats over the past two years. Things that just weren't anyone's business now suddenly are. I remember the saying that pro-choice people had about abortion back in the day. It's between a woman, her doctor, and God. Did you ever, did you ever hear that phrase before? Or keep your laws off my body. You ever hear that? Keep your rosaries off my ovaries. You ever hear that one? I mean, privacy was important. It was an important value. It wasn't just in the law. It was, a, it was public custom. It was taboo. I mean, you would never ask people a personal health question. Something insane like, when is your period? That's, a, that's an insane example. That's a private matter, unless you're a woman's doctor. The answer is it's none of your bloody business. In fact, human rights law makes asking many private questions about someone's personal stuff, their health, if, if they're pregnant or going to be pregnant, about their disabilities, even disabilities like an alcohol addiction. Asking about that is often illegal at a workplace, for example. You couldn't ask about it in a job interview, for example. It's private. So that was the private world, but it ended 
uh, with the lockdowns and the vax passes. Now, I don't know, any bouncer at a nightclub, any waiter at a restaurant, any cop, any busybody, any clerk, any cashier can demand to know your intimate private health details. And the government set the whole thing up, the whole scheme up with surveillance systems in your phone. Download the app. You know, they're tracking you. They lie when they say they're not. Don't believe them. Here's a story from Blacklocks that proves the feds got the cell phone companies to track people's movements. They're spying on you for health reasons, sure, health reasons. They're spying on your health itself. They're tracking your movements. They're regulating your movements. They're asking you questions about your health, both physical and mental health. And they're punishing you for the wrong answer or for no answer. They're regulating where and when and how you go to church or even what you do in your own home. <laughs> Looks like Quebec is about to bring back their nighttime curfews again. So yeah, no privacy anymore, not even in your own home or your own street, where the government says how many guests you can have or can't at Christmas dinner privacy. Eh? And some of this is being said by politicians, but much of it is being done by people in white lab coats. Sometimes they actually bring their stethoscopes on TV with them. They're not using the stethoscopes in the TV interview. They're bringing them as a prop. The prop says, I'm going to give you political advice now, not medical advice, but you must treat it like medical advice. You must trust me as an authority who cannot be questioned I'm not a mere mortal like the grubby politicians you might elect in an election. I am above that. I am above you. You must listen to me, even though you don't actually have to listen to your own doctor. You can ignore your own doctor or get a second opinion, but you must obey me now. The stranger you've never met, who has never examined you, he's a TV doctor. There's a whole cottage industry of TV doctors. They're having the time of their lives, and they're dreaming of having their own TV shows. Some of them just talk about medicine, but, you know, really that's maybe 10% of it. They're mainly talking about public health, which is different. It's the politics of medicine on a society-wide scale. That's pure politics. That's law and law enforcement and economics. That's social health, mental health of young people denied their free lives. Students kicked out of school. Students... You know, schools closing, people being arrested, people being banned from their normal routines. That's not medicine anymore, is it? That's politics. I'm not comparing today's TV doctors with the Nazi doctors of the past. Of course I'm not. The Nazi doctors deliberately injured and tortured and killed Jews and others. There's no comparison. But the comparison here is not to the degree of the authoritarianism. It's that they're covering their authoritarianism under the same excuse of medicine, the white lab coats. Make sure you call them doctor, not a military title. You know, I don't know if you know the story. Hitler's final solution was cooked up in a conference room at the Wannsee Conference in this beautiful villa in Berlin in 1942. But as you can see, this is not a military headquarters. And about half of the people at the Wannsee Conference who came up with the final solution they were not military generals. Some were, but many were businessmen in suits and many were doctors. Now, I am not comparing Nazi doctors to COVID doctors. I'm comparing the use of their medical degree to make more palatable things that would otherwise engender our doubts or skepticism. In part because politics 
becomes disguised as science when a doctor says it. Because in part, because politics is disguised as magic, as a deeper mystical knowledge about how things really work that you as a mere mortal don't know. So if a doctor says something odd or extreme even, you must doubt yourself instead of doubting the doctor. Because science says so. You're just a person. They're a doctor. Are you a doctor? <laughs> I mean, Fauci would have fit right in. To doubt him is to doubt science himself. So if you are trying to, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. That's why doctors have a code of ethics. They need to. They need to regulate their power. That's why that code of ethics had to be shelved for them to be turned against their patients during the pandemic, turned against each other. That's why doctors are being bullied by the political doctors. The colleges of physicians and surgeons are punishing doctors who issue medical exemptions, even for excellent reasons. They're suspending them. They're banning them. They're prosecuting them. They're engaging in political enforcement. Dark days, not Nazi dark, not yet. But the trend has begun. Which brings me back to this one TV doctor named Nahid Dasani. I see him all over Twitter. His Twitter biography shows how cool he is, how media savvy he is. He calls himself a health justice activist. So, like I say, a politician with an MD. But he's cool because he wears his hat backwards like the kids do. How do you do, fellow kids? If you click on the link in his Twitter biography you'll find a much longer version. He needs more words to talk about himself. I'm a palliative care doctor who advocates for health and human rights, raising awareness of the critical need to support access to care for people experiencing structural vulnerabilities is my passion. Please connect if you'd like to bring this message to your community. Thanks for your support and for being part of the movement. And he's got the fists at the end. He's an activist, he's a fighter, he's a messenger. Not a lot of talk about actual medicine, is there? He's a politician with an MD. And really, I'm not sure if he even does a lot of medicine. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of media appearances there. I don't really know how you can actually have a full-time job and also be such a media hound. I notice a lot of what he does is spending his time calling people racist or the system racist, 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 racist which is sort of his shtick, which is weird, I think. Again, that's, that's not medicine. That's radical politics with an MD to disguise it. So I saw him tweet yesterday, as he often does, as he has done 26,000 times. In fact, <laughs> he says he's very, very scared of the new Omicron version of the virus. And you should be too. And to prove how serious he is, he's going to lock himself down Retweet this if you canceled your holiday get-together plans and know you were doing the right thing. Yeah, no, no. You're a scaremonger. You're a, you're a huckster. You're a hustler. You're, you're a hypester. He, he's all about the clips and the clicks and the clout. That, that's not medicine. The Omicron variant is so mild, it's like a cold. So I just tweeted in passing what I tweeted all these blowhards, my skepticism that they even follow their own rules that they practice what they preach. They never do. The most spectacular case was that liar in the United Kingdom, Neil Ferguson, the architect of the first lockdown, the guy with all the computer models. Uh, he was caught uh, breaking his own lockdown, his own lockdown, to have an affair. And then the health minister over there, Matt Hancock, same thing. 
found caught having an affair on the surveillance uh, cameras in his own office, breaking the lockdown rules. Both of them married men. What is it about those Brits? It's not just infidelity. Although, think about it. If you're the kind of man who would cheat on your wife and break your oath to her, you're probably not going to have a big problem breaking some dumb rule about social distancing or wearing a mask or whatever, right? I mean, if, 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 you, would, if you would cheat on your wife, you're probably not too worried about falling mask rules. I don't need to show you all the cases. We have done probably 100 stories on Jason Kenney and his Sky Palace party. Rod Phillips, the Ontario cabinet minister who went down to a luxury island in the Caribbean and pretended to be stuck back up here in snowy Canada with the proles. Uh, we've crowdfunded bounties before. In fact, I, I did a search of my own Twitter feed. And, uh, you know, for nearly two years, we've tried to catch politicians in action. We've even set up a special webpage, firetory.com, to fire the mayor of Toronto for cheating on his lockdown. Uh, we sent a drone crew to capture all the partying at John Tory's luxury home in Palm Beach, Florida, though he claims it wasn't him at the party. I mean, do you think the vice president of the CBC is staying in snowy Canada during the winter? No, they want you to, but they're all down in Florida where there's no mask rule. Uh, here's a tweet I did just a week ago. Uh, it's after the insane public health doctor there ordered waiters and bartenders to wear goggles at work. I swear to God, I am dead serious. He ordered protective eyewear so you could wear snorkel scuba mask or, or goggles or like a, a welder's mask or a face shield. Just, just absolutely crazy. I said, attention, Peterborough, $5,000 cash bounty paid to anyone who sends me video of public health tyrant, Dr. Thomas Piggott, violating his own absurd, abusive, unscientific rules. Contact me in confidence at tips at rebelnews.com. So after Nahid Dasani told everyone to cancel their plans, I rather casually did what I've done a dozen times before. I said, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe that TV doctor guy is actually changing his lifestyle. These guys are all cheaters. The rules are only for the little people. So I just offered a bounty on this TV lawyer. Uh, I said, $5,000 bounty to anyone who sends a video of this fear-mongering TV doctor breaking COVID rules. Email me in strict confidence, etc. To what I've done literally a dozen times before. Not to private people. If a private person is breaking the lockdown rules, frankly... I'm on, their, I'm on their side. These rules make no sense. They're not based on science. The ruling class doesn't obey them. They're probably illegal or unconstitutional and uh, good for them if they break the rules. And frankly, if there's a private person, including a private doctor, who has his own views on this one way or another, I, I don't really care. Like I said, that's private or it should be and it used to be. But this is a TV doctor, a fear monger, someone who has made a career out of the pandemic. He's having the time of his life. Oh, by the way, career of the pandemic, I don't mean treating people uh, for coronavirus. I mean becoming a TV star out of it. He's a public person and public people need to be publicly accountable. Well, holy moly, did that cause a firestorm from the entire lockdown class. And it was amazing to see them harmonize online. I mean, one of the first guys out, Liberal Party guy, here's, here's a Liberal Party lockdownist, another public health guy who was a Liberal candidate provincially. He was enraged that I would check to see if lockdownists like him follow their own rules. So I put a bounty 
<laughs> him too for breaking the rules. First, fair, fair. I mean, it is a bit conspicuous for all these fancy pants to be so outraged that someone would dare to check and see if they're walking the walk, isn't it? I mean, it just seems very conspicuous what got so revved up. Um, it's what we do, by the way, whether it's Doug Ford or Jason Kenney or John Tory, all of whom claim to be conservatives, by the way. Now, the Canadian Medical Association and then the Manitoba Medical Association, they weighed in on my tweet, too. They were outraged. Uh, they expressed it a bit differently. I, I think they didn't really know what they were talking about. They were probably taking instruction from someone. I, I'm not sure what Manitoba has to say about a doctor in Ottawa and a pundit in Toronto. You can see they were spun that, that it was as if some private doctor was being abused as opposed to a TV doctor being held to account. It's not abuse to ask someone uh, if they're following the rules and to film them breaking the rules uh, in public. Uh, if they're a lockdownist, that's a public interest matter if they're a public person. And asking them to prove that is not abuse, that's, that's democracy. And, and by the way, here's a tweet of uh, Nahid Dasani, uh, the TV doctor, calling for the arrest of Chris Skye because Chris Skye walked into a mall without a mask. I think Chris Skye has a mask exemption, I'm not sure. But in any rate, you've got a TV doctor watching a private citizen, Chris Skye, who's actually in the public, going in somewhere with a mask, and Nahid Dosani is calling for him to be arrested. It's not a medical statement. It's not a private statement. It's a political statement in the public domain, on Twitter, by a media hound. So, yeah, I don't really care about Nahid Dosani's medical practice. I actually don't even know if he has one, given his hectic media schedule. But I know that he is fair game to check to make sure he is wearing his mask. I mean, he wants you and me to be arrested for not having masks. He can withstand some questions. That's the thing the Manitoba doctors were talking about. Doctors facing abuse. I'm against abuse, of course. Checking to see if the rules apply to the ruling class isn't abuse, of course. It's called the rule of law. It's called fairness. On the other hand, the College of Physicians and Surgeons has been suspending doctors who give medical exemptions. That sounds like abuse, doesn't it? Manitoba Medical Association doesn't have much to say about that. And violating the confidentiality of every patient in this country, making them tell their private matters to any waiter or clerk, that feels pretty abusive too. Haven't heard much from the medical boys on that. Or the... Side effects of the fear-mongering TV doctors making mental illness worse all the time, drug abuse up, suicides up. That's real abuse. So, yeah, it was quite interesting to see the merger of the public health deep state and the political deep state yesterday. It was fascinating to see the rulers versus the ruled. One thing the public health deep state, the political deep state has, they both want to be censored. They both asked Twitter to take down my account. The theme throughout was how dare you ask or inquire, let alone check, that the rulers are following the rules, that the TV doctors walk and walk. I get it. I get it. Privacy and all that, right? Leave me alone and all that. 
but he's not a private person in his TV pundit life. It's just a bit rich for the people who demand that you tell your own intimate details as a private person when you go to the gym or go to the restaurant or go to the barber or get on a plane or a train. It's just a bit precious for them to suddenly care about privacy for political pundits. But again, just like the lockdowns themselves, they never really plan to subject themselves to the rules. I mean, Justin Trudeau, he flies on government jets and he eats wherever he wants and he goes wherever he wants. I'd be surprised if he even has a vaccine passport. Why would he? I mean, the world is at his command. The rule following stuff, the lockdown stuff, all the privacy invading stuff, it's, it's just for you. Being checked up on it's, it's just for you. And the moment anyone dares to ask the ruling class if they're compliant, holy hell, they're just not used to it, I guess. That's what happens when 99% of the Canadian journalists are on Trudeau's payroll, I guess. But I can't help but think of just a week ago when someone I know was subjected to real abuse. Remember this? David, just let them go. David, just let them. I called What is this? You can't. Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? You move aside. Because otherwise you have no right. What's going on? Is he be David, David, just let just relax. Where were any of these do-gooders, any of these pearl-clutchers talking about abuse then? Where were these liberal politicians or journalists or where was the public health deep state then? Where was anybody then talking about David Menzies actually being abused? What a remarkable contrast. Stay with us. More ahead. Welcome back. Well, I follow the ups and downs of the U.S. military, and I got to tell you, uh, for the last year or so, it's definitely been on the downswing, uh, internal purges of anyone who's considered to be a MAGA-style Republican, um, forced vaccinations, which will get rid of many other conservatives or independent thinkers, and all sorts of woke and critical race theory and trans theory being taught instead of how to win a war. I saw the other day that there are new maternity wear for U.S. Uh, service women, um, even Navy ships, I think with the exception of submarines or co-ed. I'm not sure if that uh, moves gender equality forward. That's certainly the un explanation for it, but I don't know if it improves the fighting uh, ability of the U.S. Navy when there's so many pregnancies on board that they actually have to develop an official maternity line uh, for sailors who get preggers. Um, in the meantime, while America gazes at its naval, China is on its, what, third? Or is it the fourth aircraft carrier that's being built? They have stealth technology fighters, most likely stolen from U.S. designs, but doesn't matter how they got them, they got them. And, of course, they're becoming more and more adventurous with regards to Taiwan. And here's a story that we recently ran on our website. China does not fear confrontation with the U.S. Foreign Minister H.E., His Excellency Wang Yi, 
said China is not afraid of military conflict with the United States. And the author of that piece is perhaps our most prolific writer in the company. His name is Ian Miles Chiang. He's based in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and he joins us now via Skype. Ian, it's great to have you on the show. You've been writing for us for a while. Great stories. Yes, I have. What a pleasure Thank to you. have you on the show. And I love the fact that you're wearing your rebel hat. There it is. <laughs> it's awesome. It's very comfortable. Well, right on. And thanks for writing the story. Very interesting. Let me quote Absolutely. from uh, one uh, uh outtake from Wang Yi's speech at a conference. He said, China's attitude is consistent and clear-cut. Dialogue may be conducted, but it should be based on equality. He's talking about with America. A cooperation is welcome, but it should be for mutual benefit. Competition may exist, but it should be healthy in nature. And then here's the kicker. Confrontation, which China does not fear, will be met in kind. Ten years ago, I would have sort of laughed at that. Today, I'd say, yeah, I think they mean it. What do you think? I think so, too. I think, uh-oh, if I'm Taiwan right now, I'd be quivering in my boots. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at the military that they have, right? China's got the uh, Type 99A. It's a powerful tank. I mean, and this is just one unit, right? And uh, meanwhile, Taiwan has, uh, uh, and these are tanks America provided. They're, uh, they're the M60s from the 1960s. Yeah. This is what we're up against. This is what, well, they are up against. I'm not up against it, thank God. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Taiwan is uh, it's in a bad spot right now, and it doesn't seem to uh, have the support that it really needs from America because Biden is incredibly weak. Uh, China would not be this uh, adventurous under Trump. They certainly uh, scaled back their ambitions when Trump was in charge. And now with Biden in charge, they feel as if they can walk all over him. And I, I don't even blame them. I don't yeah. blame them. Well, Wang Yi actually spoke about that in his speech. Again, I'm quoting from your article. This is a quote. Taiwan is a long lost son who will eventually return home. And the island nation, quote, should not be used as a pawn to serve others' agenda. They have explicitly... And by they, I mean official propaganda outlets like Global Times, one of their English-language propaganda outlets. Uh, there's videos coming out, again, from approved sources showing the invasion of Taiwan, threatening the mm -hmm. invasion of Taiwan. President Xi himself might not have said it, but all the communist fronts are saying it. I'm worried they might try it, and they're up against yeah. Joe Biden, who showed his stamina in Afghanistan, didn't he? Absolutely, he did. And his generals are no better. I mean, you have generals whose uh, main concern, uh, according to them, is, uh, is white rage. White yeah. rage is white people the problem. That's right. Well, um, what are the other allies in the region? I mean, it's always well, easy uh, to Korea, talk. Japan. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, South Korea, Oh, Japan. I was saying Korea, Japan, uh, Australia. Australia yeah. is definitely an ally, yeah. Uh, but that's about it. I don't think they can really count on uh, New Zealand because New Zealand is so intrinsically tied to China's economy right now. I mean, China owns most of its hospitals, for instance, so I don't think they'll want to, uh, to bite the hand that feeds them. And I don't think uh, Taiwan can expect to see any help from Southeast Asia either. You know, I, I don't want to be a warmonger. I think that um, America and the world are sort of reeling from a 20-year adventure in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I think withdrawing was right, although the catastrophic yep. way that Biden withdrew, I think, is really the, the difference of opinion between him and others. Yep. If, if Taiwan falls, I mean, really, imagine you're in South Korea. Can you yep. count on America? Imagine if you're in Japan. 
I mean, mm-hmm. and Japan and China, of course, have been to war on more than one occasion in the past. Um, it's not so much even should America defend Taiwan as if that domino falls really what's next. I, I just have to, th- have to think that the whole region is about mm-hmm. to be colonized. China is a colonizer economically and diplomatically. It's taken over a lot of Africa and Asia with the yep. Belt and Road Initiative. But to, to move into the military sphere, I, I actually think they bloody well mean it. I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, they've got all this hardware and they want to play with it. I mean, they're just like the American generals back in the 1990s when they wanted to play with their new hardware. What did they do? They started a war in Iraq. Right. And now China's feeling uh, the itch. You know, it it wants to play with its toys. And, you know, you know how men are. We are we we want to play with our toys. Uh And, you know, Mm -hmm. China, for the first time, is setting up naval bases and other military bases outside of its own sphere. I mean, China for years said, you know, we're inward looking, don't worry about us, we've never started a war, we're just here. Um, They're setting up outposts. And even in the Americas, the Chinese, uh, in Central and South America and the Caribbean, China is a Mm -hmm. force to be reckoned with. I I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't think it's inevitable. But I think that... It will happen if nothing counters it. And I think, and let me ask you this last question. Obviously, the lack of preparedness of the American military is an issue. But I think at the end of the day, American military is still mightier. But public mindset, when you've got Nike and the NBA and Disney and half of America trying to, corporate America trying to woo China, Boy, Facebook would love to get in there. Mark Zuckerberg actually asked Xi Jinping to name his own baby daughter. When you've got half of Silicon Valley begging to get into China, you're not going to have an honest discussion of the threat because everyone's looking to make a buck. I think that is the real strategic risk. Not that their aircraft carriers can beat America's aircraft carriers, but that America just simply won't fight because all the media elites are trying to make a buck. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I mean, Amazon. Absolutely. Like Amazon, I wrote a piece. I'm not sure if it's up right now, but uh, apparently in 2019, Amazon ran a propaganda campaign with the Chinese government that continues to be ongoing. Yes, indeed, they published uh, a book by Xi Jinping. So and they removed all the reviews because it got one four star review and they were like, no, you can't have this. So they removed the reviews on those books, the ones that they published, and uh, they're working hand in hand with China. So there's Amazon.cn. That's a Chinese version of the website. And uh, they managed to skirt past uh, uh, typical bans that China imposes on foreign uh, companies. Like uh, uh, Apple, for instance, has the same deal with, uh, with China. I mean, it's recently been leaked that they've been working hand in hand with Chinese government to provide training to uh, their retail sector, to help them build up their technology uh, sector. And, and this is what Silicon Valley is doing. It's working closely with the Chinese government. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it makes sense, right? If you're these companies, you want access to the largest uh, economy, it's going to be China. It's not going to be in America in, uh, you know, in 10 years time. So they are just uh, hedging their bets on China. And uh, the way things are going with America and, uh, you know, the whole build back better thing being a massive, massive failure, not to mention the fact that if it does pass, it's going to be even worse. Uh, China looks like a pretty good option if you're a multinational corporation. Yeah. I did not know Amazon operated in China. I mean, I know that Facebook and Twitter don't. Uh, What a conflict of interest for Jeff Bezos, who also, of course, has a contract to provide uh, database and servers to the CIA, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Oh, that's correct. Yeah. Very, very unusual. 
Uh, well, mm-hmm. Ian, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for your great articles. Folks, I would recommend Absolutely. that you uh, follow. You probably are following it, even if you don't know that Ian is the author. Of course, you can see his byline on news stories such as this one. Great to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining us at this hour of the night. Absolutely. Happy to be here. All right. There you have it, Ian Miles Chong, one of our prolific writers on the website. Stay with us. More ahead. Hey, welcome back. Your viewer feedback. Sneaky Steele says, this is why I don't vote for public schooling at my local level. These teachers can't do their job. Why should we fund them? Just another reason why people should switch to homeschooling. You're talking about that crazy lawsuit. Listen, lawsuits are crazy all the time. It's the judgment that's crazy. The courts are saying, yeah, making math teachers know math. That's racial discrimination. By the way, not a word of concern for students of every race. I mean, if you believe what the judges say about math being a white subject and not a black subject, and it's curious how they omit uh, Chinese Canadians and Indo Canadians, who frankly statistically are very strong at math. It's very weird. But if you believe, as this racist ruling says, that math is a white thing and not a black thing, Shouldn't you want black students to have the ultimate best teacher possible of any race to get the black kids up if that's the problem? But to say, no, 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 it's more important that we don't discriminate against bad math teachers and to heck with the results for the kids. It's, it shows the upside down nature of education. It's really about the teachers unions. Kids weren't even mentioned. Greg M. says the level of mathematics complexity involved in setting up, administrating, marking, and then calculating the racial distribution of the math test is staggering. I am quite certain that no math teachers are involved. You know, uh, I mean, over the course of school, uh, sometimes kids would come to class who came from another country and their English was pretty weak. And every time, and that's tough, especially if you're in grade school and stuff, But every time I saw that, you know, those kids did the best in math because math is international, right? So the kids who had trouble with English, I'm thinking back to when I was in elementary school. Boy, they just nailed it on math. And that was sort of their happy place because, you know, wherever they came from, whatever their ethnic or racial or national background, math is math is math. And it's sort of culturally independent. Um, So the idea that you can call math or any hard science racial is insane, uh, but that's where we are, my friends. Jillian Davis says the one good thing that has come out of COVID is to show us in no uncertain terms just how compliant we all are. The ugly truth about the weakness of our society, how fragile our freedoms really are, and how government, media, and massive corporations have little to rein them in when we allow them to get as unwieldy as they have become. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is a good thing to have the truth revealed. Sort of like if you have a little rust spot in your car, well, how deep does the rust go? You should probably check instead of pretending it's not bad. But now that we know how bad it is, the hard work begins, right? Well, that's our show for today. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here on Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom. And let me leave you with a video of a day from our friend Lincoln Jay who went out in the streets to ask, are vaccine mandates effective? Here's some folks in the dreary city of Toronto telling you what they think. Good night.
Do you believe that workplace vaccine mandates are effective in curbing the spread of COVID-19? What are your thoughts overall? Yes, they are. Everybody should be vaccinated. Uh, triple vaccinated. Well, of course, we would have to look at the st statistics after, you know, after a while. I don't know if we, we have enough data to support that claim. I, I don't have an answer to that because like every time there's a new wave, right? The new wave comes and then something new. So I, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, like, like I said, like I think a lot of these policies need to be re-looked at because what we initially thought it was, you know, it's not that. There's no unvaccinated individuals working there. They're all at home. They can't work. So why is this happening? Your guess is as good as mine, and I'll wait until uh, the medical information is valid rather than hearsay and reading Facebook. I mean, yeah, they did get left out to dry because um, from what I heard, like nurses were being fired if they weren't fully vaccinated, right? But then they were unvaccinated when they were providing like a really essential service. So they did get left out to dry. I don't know if they should be brought back. I would love to see the back end of this. We are all suffering. I'm very sorry for those people if they lived on their principles. Enough said. Lincoln Jay with Rebel News here at the Harborfront in Toronto. Now with vaccine workplace mandates in full effect, meaning that if you are vaccinated in certain sectors, you get to keep your job. If you choose not to disclose your vaccination status in certain sectors of work, you lose your job. Now, with all that being said, in the city of Toronto, there are currently police stations, fire halls that are dealing with COVID-19 outbreaks among fully vaccinated individuals. Anyone who's not disclosed their vaccination status does not enter the facility. They're not allowed to work. So my question is, why are we still seeing the spread? Why are we still seeing outbreaks? I wanna find out how the people of Toronto feel about this topic. If they feel that these people that have chosen not to disclose their vaccination statuses should be brought back into work, how they feel about the mandates overall, let's check it out. Do you believe that workplace vaccine mandates are effective in curbing the spread of COVID-19? What are your thoughts overall? Yes, they are. Everybody should be vaccinated, uh, triple vaccinated. Yes, I do. And I also feel like rapid tests and everyone getting vaccinated in the entire world are very good ways of getting the spread of COVID under control. Vaccine mandates are, are important and everybody should be vaccinated. Yep. And I have no sympathy for people who, 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 who protested. I honestly just think it's all a load of crap. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I yeah. just leave it up to God. I feel there's no other option. And vaccination is a necessity. Um, I mean, yeah, it is an individual's choice, but then it has to be enforced. I think it depends on the industry. Like, if you're going to work or to physical like at people's homes or something. I was talking to a guy who's like an HVAC and he said that he didn't have to get vaccinated. And I thought that was insane. So I think it would probably help. Well, of course we would have to look at the st statistics after, you know, after a while. I don't know if we, we have enough data to support that claim, but for all we know, it might help. I, I don't have an answer to that because like every time there's a new wave, right? The new wave comes and then something new. So I, I don't have an answer for that. I think it is effective, right? But I'm not sure if it's ethical, like I won't answer that question, but I think it's effective. I don't know, to be honest with you, because I'm seeing the numbers that are coming out now. And um, 
it kind of sways the the impression of it because you're seeing that the numbers don't really say that the unvaccinated or the vaccinated didn't make any difference like it, it's sort of the same regardless of what you are status wise so i don't know if the workplace policies need to be redone we looked at i don't know no it's not a good way how come people have should have their they should have their own choices if they want to get vaccinated is their choice if they are doing good still without getting vaccinated if they are cops or something it doesn't matter if they are vaccinated or not i have no idea i'm basically inclined to think that whatever is best for the greater good is what should happen i don't know the mandates aren't really effective honestly i don't see the government doing anything really effective because if they would we wouldn't really be here anyways right we wouldn't be like our second set two and a half years in so yeah i think it is i think they have to start somewhere um i think a lot of spreading is happening with uh people that are non-vaccinated and it's just a big rippling effect and now with the new variant uh so yeah i do agree with it. i think it works so we're seeing now we're seeing outbreaks at uh, police stations, uh, fire halls across the city. I believe there's four in total. And everyone that's working there right now is vaccinated. Everyone that's unvaccinated that was working in the force is at home. So why are we seeing these these outbreaks? Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Maybe because they come in contact with a lot more people like frontline workers do than the average person. So but I, I, they may be getting that, but I don't think they're getting as sick or, or clogging up the uh, hospital emergency, so. It, this is the collective. It is not the individual anymore. If we do not continue to vaccinate people, we will be living with COVID-19 for years. So if, if vaccinated people and unvaccinated people can still get specifically the Omicron variant, they can still spread it, right? Wouldn't that mean that unvaccinated people would only be putting themselves at risk? No, if because you know what they're going to do? The unvaccinated people are, going to be, are the ones that are going to get sicker. They're the ones that are going to be filling up the hospitals. The vaccinated people might catch it because there is breakthrough regardless, but they will not be getting stuck in an ICU and incubated. Truthfully, well, if it's not going to do if it's not doing anything, then, you know, so why even have the measures, right? Because it's a way to protect. Like, I've been double vaccinated. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm hoping to get a booster shot as soon, as soon as I can. If vaccinated spread the virus, just like unvaccinated, why are those people being left out of work? They're, they're not a threat well, to anyone they, but themselves. Well, the thing is, they, they should be vaccinated. They uh, should be vaccinated. Yeah, like, like I said, like, I think a lot of these policies need to be re-looked at because what we initially thought it was, you know, it's not that, right? So, um, I mean, the infection seems to be going through the population regardless of what your status is. So the vaccine mandates on, you know, stopping restaurants or telling people they can't work anymore, it doesn't seem to make sense anymore. Well, it's, well, it's definitely a very harsh measurement when it comes to like people who are not, or just simply not, they don't want to disclose their vaccine status, they're being terminated. That's definitely very, uh, it's a pretty harsh method on, on you know, the firemen and police officers. Uh, yeah, to me, it sounds a bit extreme. That's the answer. That's why I don't have an actual definite thought because we don't know if mandates actually work or not. Yeah. Right? You don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that. The Omicron variants, we don't know. We don't know enough about it to conclude that the vaccinations work on that variant, right? So it's going to spread anyways, whatever you do. It's been two years. If they had to stop it by the lockdowns and things, it would have been stopped long back. We still got to see it, right? Because like, there's like the new variant coming in 
and there are a lot of people who are saying like you know yeah right now whatever it's fine it's not very fatal and whatnot it's okay but at the same time you know there are people the numbers are rising so like you know who knows like if, if we should be just keep keep going on like this or just like if, you know or if we should be mandating like stronger vaccination system or whatnot so if the omicron variant's going around vaccinated people are getting it unvaccinated people are getting yeah. it we have frontline heroes right people that were declared heroes throughout the whole pandemic you know works no questions asked such as police officers firefighters yeah, yeah. and some of those same people now are being pushed out of work pushed out of the sector left without pay can't feed their families and at the same time the vaccinated are still getting and spreading the virus so do you think that maybe they should be put back on the force do you still think they should be left out what are your thoughts on that i mean yeah, I think, you know, they should be, you know, put like, you know, they should be going back to the, you know, place definitely. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they work really hard, right? I mean, so yeah, they should be going back just that, you know, but at the same time, people got to be cautious, right? I think that's a, a bit harsh what they've done. I, I think they could come up with something a little bit easier than that because that's, I mean, everyone can make their own decisions. They have their own beliefs, uh, but I don't think you should really lose your job over it, but they should come up with something i don't know what it would be but if if that spread is equal i get your point so yeah you got a point if the spread is equal then the unvaccinated is only hurting himself so so i'm vaccinated you're not uh the cameraman we can equally infect him equally so staying unvaccinated doesn't make a difference to him it just makes a difference to you so in that situation yeah that's cool if you want to take a risk with your life and you're, and you're not putting other people at risk no problem. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, yeah, they did get left out to dry because um, from what I heard, like nurses were being fired if they weren't fully vaccinated. Right. But then they were unvaccinated when they were providing like a really essential service. So they did get left out to dry. I don't know if they should be brought back. The people should should be should people should 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 just should dispose their status. Why not? Why do they not want to dispose them? But if they're you know, they sacrifice everything in in the public's eye to be on the front line, you know, when there was no vaccinations going on at all. And now simply because they decide not to disclose their vaccinations, they have families to feed, bills to pay, and they are just being left out to dry while vaccinated people are still spreading yeah, why, the virus. Yes, but why, why are they refusing to disclose their vaccination status? I don't understand that. Why do we have to know anyone's personal medical information? Why not? It's not people the closing, don't ask you if you not, have the well, flu. It's not, it's not the closing personal information. Personal information is on your health card, right? They've worked through the entirety of it. They've been heroes, turned to villains, and then, you know, now they should be brought back to the hero status that they have. They should have had all the way through. Um, I know people personally that have been affected by this, and, and I think that they're extremely good people. They know exactly what they're doing. You know, they know how to deal with the illness. Uh, they've been dealing with it, so why not bring them back? You know, they have the experience to, to deal with it. Do you think they should be brought back into the workplace? What are your thoughts? Hmm, uh, I don't know. I never really thought about that. I know that it's unfair for some people because they are being forced to get the vaccine. Like, they can't go back to work. I don't know. I don't know if it's you bring people back. I don't know how, like, logistically, I think there's too many things I don't know, like, about to to have an answer really it doesn't make sense for those frontline workers just you know being to be laid off because of uh like the reason you just said um yeah i think in terms of what exactly needs to be done i'm not sure at this point because you do have to uh, consider the uh spread that that is a thing and uh, you, you have to consider 
their livelihood, they're frontline workers, they're heroes to all of us. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. I don't think they should be suspended without pay for sure, because in, in these times, nobody needs that, right? But I think that they should get vaccinated. Being forced to, I don't know. I think um, we need those people, of course, to work. And I don't think in Holland, for example, we don't have enough police force. We don't have enough people working in healthcare. So excluding them is a bit difficult now because we need them. But at the same time, we're also battling a virus, a pandemic. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's very hard to answer that question, actually. They should be. I mean, it's their jobs. But at the same time, if they didn't get it before, you know, and they're considered heroes and stuff. And, you know, now they let go for some reason. Why, right? Why would you want to let go of them? But at the same time, they should also get vaccinated either way. I don't understand why anyone would not want to disclose that information. I don't understand why, why people think there's some kind of conspiracy over here. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that governments, however good or bad we may think they are, are trying to do the best they can, and I support that. Okay. While vaccinated and unvaccinated are spreading the virus at the same rates with this new variant. Oh, is this, is this information that you know that nobody else has heard? I haven't heard anything about that. That vaccinated and unvaccinated are spreading at the same there's, rate. There's outbreaks happening among all vaccinated people. There's no unvaccinated individuals in the facilities where these outbreaks are happening. There's two police stations in Toronto that have had outbreaks. There's no unvaccinated individuals working there. They're all at home. They can't work. So why is this happening? Your guess is as good as mine, and I'll wait until uh, the medical information is valid rather than hearsay and reading Facebook. Did we just keep this just... fake news. Sorry, my business has been severely impacted by this. I am the first to say I would love to see the back end of this. We are all suffering. I'm very sorry for those people if they lived on their principles. Enough said. Have a nice day. Thank you for your time. Thanks for watching, guys. If you disagree with these vaccine mandates that we are seeing all across the country, please go to our website at fightvaccinepassports.com. If you can, please make a donation to our legal fight against these unjust measures.